Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Pope, and we're about to get into the episode on The Ring. But before we do that, I want to let you know that this episode was originally recorded for Lorecast. And um, we decided afterwards we really liked it and we liked kind of how everything went. So we decided to bring it to another podcast and start our own thing. But I would definitely check out Lorecast anyway. It's Lore-Cast on pretty much any provider you want. And besides that, um, from now on, the rest of the podcast will refer to the podcast as Macabre Masters. So we hope you enjoy the ring. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lorecast. I am joined by Pope and Noah. Uh, it's me, Original Nick. We are uh, getting back into the swing of things, and when this one goes up, it's going to be October 1st, and we're getting ready for the spooky times, and I asked them both to watch The Ring so they could watch either the uh, 2003 remix or remake or the original <laughs> Japanese or both, or even read the book if they wanted. Um, how are you all doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Nothing too crazy happening. I'm still spooked. <laughs> That's why I was texting uh, Pope earlier. I was like, he said, man, the, the girl in the closet, spoilers for the first 10 minutes of the movie, uh, really messed him up. And I was like, for a PG-13 movie, it's actually pretty good. Uh, usually PG-13 movies aren't that good, besides like Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 1. Um, to me, anyway. Well, but the- yeah. Okay. The thing about that particular scene is that um, it's obviously body horror, and um, I yeah. I found that like with me as I've gotten older, body horror really messes me up. So um, I um, but one thing happened is I went to Reddit um, to do like I was doing research on this, and I wanted kind of people's opinions on all this stuff. And some people, somebody actually pointed out that um, the uh, pitch meeting, you know, that guy for a Screen Rant, uh, the mm-hmm. pitch meeting actually kind of made it funny. Because he said that the girl in the closet, and we'll we'll get to that a little bit more in a second, but mm. he said the girl in the closet looked like um, she looked like somebody had just given her the most awesome gift ever, and she didn't know how to react to it. And if you go back <laughs> and look at the screenshot, that's exactly what she looks like. Like she's smiling oh and so happy, she doesn't know, and it like completely <laughs> took the horror out of it for me. Um, but uh, of course, if you want real, like, if you want, like, the thing that, like, if you want the thing that keeps Pope up at night, watch Hereditary. Hereditary oh, just dude. really messing. We need to talk about that one. That's a great um, movie. Yes, I want to. I want to. I want to do a lot of the classics for the uh, this season of uh, Lorecast, I guess you can call it. I want to do all of the big boys and some of the, like, really popular ones mm. or, like, really well-known horror <laughs> movies. Well, that one just had some of the best body horror ever. I mean, mm-hmm. just the one scene, and I won't even point it out. Because if you've seen it, I still it, need to see it. Yeah. Oh, if you've yeah. seen really it, good. you know, you know, you know what yeah. I'm talking about, right? You know, exactly know these scenes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god, that it's just like it's one second long. It is the most yeah. scary one second I've ever mm. seen. Oh yeah, it um, sticks with you. It does. I had to watch it, really it over does. two days. I was like, I had to stop it halfway. I was like, I can't finish this. <laughs> Dude, I honestly skipped the third quarter of it. I'm not even no kidding. I walked out. Oof. I did. I walked out. I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. And the thing is, I always really like horror movies, and I loved them. And the reason I realized mm-hmm. and I figured out, and I was reminded last night when I watched The Ring, was because no movie had actually really scared me since Pet Cemetery when I was a kid. 
And oh. yeah, Pet Cemetery messed me up. But the thing is, <laughs> is then I saw Hereditary and it reminded me that it was actually possible for a movie to scare me to where I wouldn't look in a mirror. You know what I mean? Um, Insidious mm. got close, but it didn't quite get there. And then, so I stopped watching horror movies. And the first horror movie I've watched since watching Hereditary was last night for Nick. Mm. That's how much I'm dedicated to Lorecast. <laughs> I oh, sat yeah. down and watched that damn movie, and 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 I held my wife's hand, and 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 and, and I was, but yeah. So, um, should we probably we should probably get into like some some of the basics of kind of what you know for the people who haven't seen The Ring or maybe they don't know mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So, um, do you want, I mean, do you want me to do it? I, I have it all in front of me. Sure. I think maybe we could like, if you have a different interpretation of it, I mean, I just, it's kind of set out, but even Sarah had some questions, uh, might bleep her name out just cause I don't know. I'm not going to bleep it out. Uh, we, we started like talking about people who like don't leave their partners out of the spotlight, but yeah, no, Sarah and I, we watched and Sarah had some questions. Um, so like maybe we could like ask those questions and then we could also give the response of what we saw within the lore that was uh, set out in the movie mm-hmm. it, I th- well it might be it might be a good idea just to kind of set like kind of yeah, set the okay. scene by kind of like just like explaining the movie a little bit um sure or at least kind of getting into it um so noah you want to tell us about you want to tell us about the ring my man sure mm-hmm. um the i mean in a very short summary uh, there's a videotape that when you watch the tape, uh, uh, someone calls you on the phone and tells you you're going to die in seven days. And uh, most of the people who have watched the tape die in seven days. Um, are we going to get into, could, should we just go into spoilers to, or? I or think this I... whole thing is a spoiler thing. Okay. Like I think so. Yeah. Cause yeah. The, I, mean, I mean, it's the basic lore. It's really shallow. Yeah. There is some like deeper stuff, but it, it doesn't, it, it's, it's a pretty simple concept and, mm. uh, and I feel like it's pretty effective, but basically the, our main character, um, watches the tape and she's an investigative reporter, it seems. And, uh, and she doesn't die. And, uh, because we find out in the end that she, uh, she she watched it and she showed it to somebody else and then she also copied it. So the idea is you have to show it to someone else and they have to copy it in order to stay alive, in order to survive past seven days. So her kid unfortunately watched it. So it kind of ends with her uh, having her kid record it. And um, mm. he's going to have to show it to somebody else at some point, I guess. Otherwise he dies. Um, but yeah, it kind of a- leaves you on a very like ominous note. Yeah, but that's the general idea but it has there's a lot there's more um powers at play but mm-hmm. yeah that's there's, my um, <laughs> there's a deleted scene where it actually shows what happens to the tape after they they copy it oh, really? um and yeah what they did was they actually dropped it off at and it's interestingly enough a blockbuster um which you know Ooh. as we know today guarantees yeah, that nobody would ever see it because i mean yeah. <laughs> i'm just saying they they defeated samara as far as i know um, yeah, but yeah, they, uh, they dropped it off at a blockbuster, but that was kind of taken out of the, the final, mm. um, what I guess the implication at the end of the movie was that since you had seen it, because in the mm. course of watching the movie, you actually see the, the film that, you know, mm. curses people see um, like three times. Yeah. You see it a few times. And so the idea is that you saw it. And so now you have to copy it or yeah. you'll, um, and yeah. something really interesting that I read that they did with this was actually the DVD mm. menu. Mm-hmm. 
um, they uh, they what they did was first of all it, they had a little section where you could go to it, and if you went to it, it played the film from the ring. Um, so the actual cursed images, you know, it played yeah. that. It locked your DVD player so that you could not exit it or you could not fast <laughs> forward or rewind. You could only watch it, and then if you kept it on the menu, it would have a phone ring after oh a certain amount of time oh in the distance. I, that's brilliant. I actually have I have the DVD and I've pushed that button before, but I never had it going on that long. Um, so maybe maybe that's something I'll do in the YouTube version is you get to <laughs> see that. Um, you get to test out the DVD. Is, yeah, I do have the DVD. It's, it's full screen though, but I, that doesn't bother me. But <laughs> some other people might bother. Um, oh. There is something that happens where they make you think that she's defeated uh, right yes. before mm. they make a copy. And that was the Naomi Watts character. Tr- actually helped Samara and like went mm-hmm. down to the uh to the burial site where she is and basically like tried to set her free and then her cryptic really creepy son was like you helped her you helped her that's not what she wants Rachel <laughs> the um actually wife um so uh i i um i i did a little bit of research in it before i watched it kind of to take the bite out of it cuz i i'm mm-hmm. like I'm a weenie now and i don't mm-hmm. watch so many scary movies so i went into it knowing the ending I mean, I guess everybody kind of knows the ending because it's been parodied so much. I mean, yeah. you know, Family Guy oh, yeah. did it and freaking, you know, everybody's everybody's parody. Scary Movie did it. Um, but the thing is, is so the part where she finds her in the well, and for those who don't know, mm-hmm. Samara is the girl from the ring, you know, with the long hair that's in front of her face. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, she did that, wife was like, my wife, Tatiana, she was like, um, you know, like, oh, she just wanted to be found. And I was like... Mm. No, 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 no. She don't care. No, she don't. It's not as simple as that. She is a creepy, creepy, creepy child, which I would actually argue that all children are creepy. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, dude, hey, look, I'm full My Chemical Romance, man. Teenagers and children scare the living shit out of me. Okay? I'm just... I don't know why they just creep me out, man. They're weird. I mean, look at look at Aiden. Look at the kid, Aiden, Rachel's son. He, yeah, I that mean, kid was. He, yeah, he keeps was calling weird. her he Rachel weird. the whole time, and I was like, "What is this? That's really weird." I was confused about the relationship at first. I was like, "Is that her? Yeah, her stepson or something? Or like, are they not related, like blood wise?" I was, I was like, "Why does he keep calling her Rachel? It's not very they, respectful." They should have had a deleted for a while scene. And, and, yeah, they. they they should have had a deleted scene where um, where uh, where Aiden's like, Rachel, why doesn't anybody like me? And then Rachel goes, because you're a sociopath. And you know, like oh my, like the cosmic owl, like the cosmic owl. You caught it, nice. <laughs> <laughs> because you're a sociopath. Um, <laughs> that kid's yeah, that that kid was the worst part of the movie in my opinion. Uh, he was scarier than Samara, if you ask me. Yeah, a little bit. Cause like, how does he know? It's like he has some sort of spiritual like sense like or something. Yeah, but they never explain that, and so you're just kind of I left think thinking, they, why does that happen? I think they try to in the second one. The second one, I'm not going to cover on Lorecast. Mm-hmm. I think it's really awful. It gets way too supernatural. Like mm-hmm. this one's just supernatural enough to where it's like, ooh, wow, it's a spooky tape. But um, the second one gets even more supernatural. Like there's a lot more visions and a lot more touching of the, the burning hand thing that happens in the first one. Um, it, it just gets, it gets a little too 
full of itself. And like I was even reading here, uh, that's the only Western remake of these uh, that really turned out well mm-hmm. is the first one because they had the Ring Two, the Grudge. What are the other ones that they that some people tried to do? Um, was it Rings one that came out a couple years ago? Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um, I don't, I never watched that one either. Uh, yeah, no, me neither. I don't think anybody did. It's all right. Grudge. Don't feel bad. Dark water, whatever that is. Um, and the eye. I do yeah. know. I do know that in Japan, it's still going. The whole series. Oh wow! Uh, they even have. So in in the American version, her name is um, Samara, but she's Sadako or Sawako in uh, the Japanese version. And they even have. Um, <laughs> you're gonna laugh, but they have these uh, crossover movies between. Uh, Sawako and the uh, and the grudge person and it gets it, there's a grudge or no sorry there's a That's ring amazing. 3D it's <laughs> with ridiculous. our powers combined um... <laughs> yes it's so ridiculous so and there's like a bunch of Sawako's right uh, yeah it's just really weird to be huh. fair the original ring um, the Japanese mm. version Ringu of course which I actually mm-hmm. feel a little bit weird saying it like that it sounds like a kind of like you're talking in like stereotype yeah you know, like mm-hmm. oh Ringu but that is literally it's the, it's what it's the called actual it's, name. it's called Ringu like yeah um in the original that's the thing is that um it did it was really heavy on like uh people having powers and so a lot of the people in the movie did have powers and Mm -hmm. so what i think happened was they kind of brushed on it in the first american one but they kept it a little bit more grounded which was of course hung it was thrown out the window as soon as that fly came out of the tv but Mm -hmm. it was close and then um they kind of incorporated it later in the second one um, the thing about Japanese stuff, though, um, whether it be Japanese movies or anime or whatever else, is I've noticed, um, like, if you watch something like, um, take uh, Death Note. Death Note, which was mm-hmm. an amazing anime, and then uh, it got turned into an American movie, which was pretty much terrible, barring Willem Dafoe, who was awesome. Um, it's, it's There's something that almost always gets lost in translation, you know? And um, mm-hmm. I don't really mm-hmm. know what it is or how it is or why it is, but it... It's almost invariably, although I will give credit that the um, I think that the decision to kind of only brush on those kind of powers was a was mm-hmm. the correct one for the first for the first movie because like you yeah. just said you saw the second one and they all had these powers and stuff like that and it's just like corny, um, but that yeah. was in the original. Um, but I, I mm. actually I think the most important question about Aiden that never got answered in the movie mm-hmm. is how. An effing 10-year-old, or however old he is, knows how to tie a tie perfectly. Yes. I, th- yeah. I thought that, too. I was like, I mean, not in a weird way, but his dad isn't around, and, you know, it, yeah. I was like, wait, he knows how to tie <laughs> a tie? Mom doesn't even know where the dress is, so I don't think she'd be... He laid out his mom's know, maybe, dress. Yeah. I'm like... He laid it out. He's like, hey, there's a stain on the front, but uh, you'll be okay, Monica. Um, <laughs> but the, the, <laughs> nobody's ever going to find out. Uh, but the thing is, is that... That was a terrible joke. Um, <laughs> the thing is, also, is um, the character development on um, on the mother, Rachel, was, I thought, really mm-hmm. weird. Because when it first introduces her, she's like, you know, she's walking behind the thing and the kid's waiting for her. And she's walking behind the thing. She's like, you're a jerk, my boss. You're a total tool. I don't like you. I'm yeah. a big, strong, independent woman who don't need no man. Like, literally. And then suddenly, yeah. like, this stuff happens. And suddenly, she's like the most caring you know, person in the entire history of the universe. And, you know, she yeah. she's probably nicer to Samara 
and like and like put in more effort with Samara than she ever did with Aiden. Okay, so maybe that has something to do with it because Aiden's like, okay, well, you know, this girl, you know, she's got long hair, you know, she died in a well and stuff. And uh, fingernails, just saying, body horror. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so maybe you'll just like her more than me, which makes sense because I'm a total sociopath, creepy kid. So I'm, I should be <laughs> in Children of the Corn. I actually showed up to the wrong horror movie. And, you know, I should have been in Children of the Corn, but it just didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand that, too. Second. It's pretty weird. Um, even like that one point where her boss was, that was the weird scene too. Her boss was like, you're, you're fired. fired. She's like, no, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not. Go away. Go away. I'd have been like, uh, clean out your desk and leave, please. If you're going to be rude to me even more after I'm telling you you're fired. And she's like, I'm literally not showing story. up to work today. I'm working on a story. And he's like, hmm, okay, I guess I'll keep you on. Yeah. I was like, what is, the, whatever. Yeah, you're right. They did kind of <laughs> abandon that. She's kind of an asshole storyline. Real quick. Yeah. yeah. As soon as, like, as soon as, um, obviously she watches it, um, and starts researching, all of a sudden, like, she's like this super mom who's like, Yeah. We got to get back to, and, and then baby daddy shows up and she's like, You take care of Aiden when I die. And it's like, What? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I thought she died. I got to be honest. I, I got juked. I thought she died when she fell down the well. I was like, Oh, wow. They really killed her off right there. I was like, oh, that's no. a pretty way to go, move. movie. And then <laughs> didn't die. They, she didn't die. I was like, oh man. Well, the um, uh, I, there was, I mean, there was a few things that that I kind of like had problems with, but there's mm. a lot that I liked about it too. I mean, I, oh, I yeah. found that there's a lot to really like about a movie kind of of that caliber. I think that mm-hmm. I think The Ring is very high caliber as far as horror goes. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just. Uh, this her their treatment of her like and kind of how they handled her character I think could have been and Na- Naomi Watts is is fabulous you know what I mean oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but that actually yeah. kind of leads me into another little problem that I have with it um, Hereditary was terrifying and um, there's a lot of horror movies that are really scary and um, like the original um, Nightmare on Elm Street is another example uh, Insidious mm-hmm. is a great example although mm-hmm. it doesn't quite count as much anymore because Ty Simpkins. And I am getting to a point. I promise. Um, all no. of these, all <laughs> okay. of the, all of these movies, they feature people that you don't recognize. And one mm, of the reasons yes. for it is because when you're watching a horror movie, one of the ways to alleviate the horror is to remember that it is a movie and that these are actors, and you recognize the actors, and yeah. those actors mm. are still alive. They're still in Hollywood doing what they need to do. So when you watch Insidious now and you see Ty Simpkins, who was in Jurassic World, you're like, oh, that's the kid from Jurassic World. Um, but um, you notice that, I mean, name one actor from Hereditary. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But Oh, well, gosh, I forgot the mom's name, but she's a great actress. And the guy, the, the son in it is also really good, too. But I have no idea what their names are. <laughs> Got to be honest. Yeah. The, the she's I believe she's actually gotten more popular since Hereditary. I think a lot of people actually were really yeah. mad that she she got snubbed for the Oscars for that movie because of her performance. Dude, um, she was incredible. She was when like when she found. But we'll get into Hereditary another time. But oh yeah, my point yeah, is yeah, I'll watch him. We'll have to get on. We'll keep we'll that. Have to get it on here. Keep that. Oh my god, Nick, watch time. it. Watch Next it. Episode. <laughs> watch it and tell I want I want to know because it that movie ruined me. Uh, so I really yeah, want Sarah to makes Sarah gets on to me for not watching it either. Oh yeah, but, it's, um, a, it's a doozy. But the thing is, is one thing that was distracting about the ring is that while it had no A list kind of, you know, the Brad Pitt wasn't in it. You know what I mean? Tom Cruise wasn't mm-hmm. in it. 
uh, Antonio Banderas wasn't in it. Uh, basically, the entire cast of Inter- uh, Interview with the Vampire was not in it. Um, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst wasn't in it. Um, they did have people that were recognizable. <laughs> Naomi Watts is a recognizable face. Um, yeah. Adam Brody, right, from mm-hmm. uh, the OC was in it for a second. Um, Abby from NCIS yep, was in yep, it for a yep. second. And so the thing is, is like those things take you away from the movie because you're like, oh, well, that's Abby from NCIS. Wow, I forgot I had a crush on her. Uh, yeah. Still do. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> still a babe. But point being that um, I, I, as a married man, I feel like I should say, hey, I'm just kidding. I'm married. But then on the other hand, I'm like, you know, I'm, she'd probably agree with me because she's amazing. Um, yeah. Point, but so I do feel like that was one thing that they did wrong. I think they should have. And the director even commented on this saying he intentionally didn't hire A-list talent. But I think he should have went even lower than what he did because that definitely. Yeah. Um, when I'm watching a horror movie, I call it an anchor. Right. And so other mm. people might have different turns for it. But. The anchor is the thing that reminds you that you're watching a movie. It is the thing that keeps you from getting totally immersed in it. Um, mm-hmm. If you are afraid of that, which I am, a lot of people, I think, really do want to be completely immersed and they go in and enjoy it and then they enjoy being scared. I'm not one of them. So <laughs> I have my anchors. And one of them was the fact that I recognize a lot of the people when watching that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I mean, there was a few others, but the... Uh, so uh, I mean, let me ask you this: Did you did the movie scare you guys? Like, did you did you did it cause you know any any negative effects? Um, when I was a kid, absolutely, because I was I've owned this movie for a very long time, um, and I've watched it a lot, um, and it would scare me a lot as a kid, especially the first viewing, because when I was a kid, I didn't have those anchors. Like, I didn't know who Naomi Watts was. I didn't know who Abby from NCIS was. So the first time. I think it really got me. Um, and I think uh, later on in life, body horror is going to scare me more. As as you were saying, Pope, um, um, so you've talked about it on the podcast before. You've seen combat. And I think, and I've watched a lot of, because I want to be a firefighter, time of recording, I'm not one yet. And the thing that they say about being a firefighter is it's not the traumatic event itself it's usually the reactions of the people behind you or like the family member who's grieving. Mm. So maybe it's not exactly the traumatic thing. That's why like blood and gore don't scare me. But I think like the after effects of a body that's been like decaying for a few hours has been sitting there. That's probably what's scarier more than seeing the actual event itself. Uh, I'm not sure how, if that's how you feel about, cause you've seen combat. I'm not sure like how, body horror reacts to you but as someone who um is training to deal with traumatic events and see these traumas unfold i think that was it's probably gonna scare me more as i become more and more into the fire service and finding like uh the body part of it more than the gore or a scary supernatural being i i actually can speak on this just a little bit for um mm-hmm. for you know of course we gotta get to know his impressions but the thing is is i can actually tell you so when i was in combat i was lucky enough to not have to deal with um dead bodies okay. and stuff like that so um thankfully is something i'm very thankful because i still feel if i would have it would have shattered my mind 
Um, mm-hmm. But um, I didn't, so that's good. The reason, though, that, that the part specifically with Closet Girl and then the one part in Hereditary, just because I just want to bring mm-hmm. that back up because I do think that's excellent body horror. Um, the reason they terrify mm-hmm. me actually is not because of even the image itself, but actually because of the reaction to other characters, like you were saying, because the reason is because you empathize. So in The yeah. Ring, the reason you see that scene with the girl in the closet is because her mom is at the wake. And so mm-hmm. they're like talking kind of about like, how does a 16 year old, uh, cause she was 16 yeah. ostensibly, how does her heart stop? And the mom says, well, you didn't see her. And it yeah. flashes, it gives a sound cue, like a, like a high, like violin or something like mm-hmm. that. And it flashes to the scene. So when you watch it, it yeah. you're seeing it as her mother. You yeah, because the camera's right in that position to where it like the door opens and the camera is right where a mom's face would be looking down at someone. Mm-hmm. And so you're empathizing in that moment as if that was your daughter and you were seeing her in that type of scenario, like looking like that, like she did, like mm-hmm. uh, according to pitch meeting that she just got the greatest gift and doesn't know how to react to it. <laughs> um, but... Uh, in the same, so in the same thing with Hereditary and the the infamous scene, and I don't want to like spoil it for you, Nick, because I want you to watch it. But there later on, the mother finds um, her daughter, and her screams of anguish. Mm. And like I said, people got angry. She got snubbed for the Oscars for this. Her reaction was what really made the horror. It wasn't mm. necessarily you know the mm. the imagery itself. Um. I uh, deeply, I, I have deep, deep wells of empathy, and um, I, I think uh, I, I think it's almost a detriment how empathetic I can be for people, even fictional characters. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's I think why it was done so well because in the ring, if it would have showed that just randomly, or maybe like uh, like somebody unconnected to mm-hmm. her, like a police officer walked in and found it, I don't think yeah. it would have been even slightly scary. I think yeah. it was all based on the mother finding her mm-hmm. body um with that said Noah, what did it did it scare you man uh well here's the thing i like what you guys are talking about was not really something i really thought about that much because like the body horror yeah it kind of freaks you out especially when it's like super realistic but they barely showed it and so like that wasn't what was like that made me uncomfortable but the the thing that really kind of gets me in horror movies is just like unsettling situations and like the tension rising. And so the whole time when she's like researching everything and going, she goes to the Island and talks to the husband and the father. And like when they're uncovering everything, that's the part that like gets me the most stressed out. And so like, yeah, it actually, what you were saying Pope about like the actors being recognizable. I honestly don't, know if i've seen a movie with naomi watts to be honest and i don't recognize most of the people because i haven't seen ncis or other shows like that so Mm. most of the people in the movie were you know just randos so um it i guess it was pretty effective for me because i was pretty immersed in it you know because i didn't recognize anybody i didn't really have that anchor um but i I think or that didn't have that particular anchor but i think the anchor that i have is I'm really interested in like special effects and how they pull things off in movies. And so sometimes I'll kind of think about that and like, Oh, how did they do that? Especially in like 2003 and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, uh, totally unrelated. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm changing it. But what Nick was saying, or what both of you guys were saying about like the context to seeing these images and like the, the, that's what makes it scary. 
Um, I can t- I can definitely see what you mean, but um, you know, I'll I'll, just, I'll save that con that comment for when we talk about hereditary. I was gonna mention hereditary again, but I'll, I'll save that. But um, yeah, I thought it was Sounds like a really really have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a very very well done film. But um, I think the mystery was the most intriguing part to me because like I was trying to figure out what was going on, and I liked. I, I got roped in by the mystery because I had no idea what was going to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, I had, I had, I had a train of thought and now I'm, I'm losing it a little bit uh, towards the end. Like when things are wrapping up and you think that she helped and you think that she, like, she was like, Oh yeah, helping Samara, you know, I tried to do everything I could. And then the kid was like, you shouldn't have done that. You know, like everything was all fine and dandy. And I was like, wow, this is a really interesting way to end a horror movie. I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> but then in the back of that, my mind, because like, you know, I, I like watching and like learning about visual effects and whatnot. I thought, oh, wait, we haven't seen that scene where she comes out of the TV yet. So I'm guessing mm. this doesn't end well. <laughs> yeah, so that's that the problem of... with the movie being ubiquitous is, is that you know that it's going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, it's that. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say it's really iconic. Can I add one more thing to what I was going to say? Of course. What's up? Okay. So I think the movie is super well shot. Like it's the, mm-hmm. the visuals are really, really good. And the music is also really good. Uh, one thing that I noticed is they, there's this, there's this, um, this tune, I suppose you could call it this piece that's been kind of adapted from this old um, um, orchestral piece from like the, 1800s maybe it's or no it might be even earlier it's like a really old no it's probably earlier it's probably like 1600s or something but it's a very old piece of music called the dies irae and the dies irae is basically um it's about like the wrath of god or something it's just uh it's a uh i don't know what if it's written for like a whole whole orchestra or what but anyways the dies irae is often uh used in uh films to uh to symbolize that something bad is happening or you know, death is coming or, you know, something eerie is, is going on. And in mm. the soundtrack, they, they used like the first portion of it, like very prominently throughout the whole movie. And I thought mm. that was a really smart use. And it kind of reminded me of the shining because the main theme of the shining is based incredibly heavily off of the DSRA. And so I thought that was cool as well, but yeah, the movie was really well shot, although it was really gray and green. Yeah. It's <laughs> it got like a blue filter over all of it. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the music, it was uh, Hans Zimmer. So oh, no way. that's another that might be another oh. anchor is it's Hans Zimmer. Also, the guy who directed it, uh, Gore Verbinski, he also directed the, um, Pirates, of the, the Pirates of the Caribbean and Rango. Oh. So so that's why it's pretty well shot. I do love the first Pirates of the Caribbean second and the third one. Um, and I love Rango. So I, I can see why I like this movie so much as well. Yeah. Like, but yeah, that is interesting what you're talking about the DSU, right? But go ahead. Um, yeah, it was like surprisingly well shot. And I feel like I'm kind of a cynic when it comes to horror movies. Like I, the beginning of it, I was really skeptical because it's just, just these two teenagers talking and I was like, Oh, this is just kind of cheesy, you know? But then once it started getting like more serious, I, I mm. got roped into a little bit more. Outstanding. So, uh, guys, before we get into the rest of the episode, I actually want to ask, uh, do you guys at your jobs, do you do any team events? Unfortunately, I don't get to do a whole lot of events. We just have a lot of meetings and a lot of phone calls throughout the company. We actually, okay. at my place of work, we actually do have a lot of events because uh, I don't want to disclose my place of work, but it is a, a 
bigger company and uh, there are a lot of events that go on within the company and everyone from around gets together and has a lot of fun honestly and they're they're pretty great some of them are pretty great and we actually have one coming up on soon that i'm going to go to with my sister who i also work with (laughs) yeah very cool so um the reason i asked that question is because our sponsor um for this podcast is fun team events a company out of atlanta which is also where you could find nick if you look in some of the nooks and crannies of that city (laughs) um fun team events is awesome for the uh specifically for the month of october something that we wanted to talk about when it comes to them is actually the game of drag queen bingo which is uh hosted by the wonderful pollo del mar out of san francisco it's a very famous uh, kind of barroom game, and it's done completely virtually. It's very convenient and fun. But Drag Queen Bingo isn't the only thing these guys offer. They also offer trivia. They also offer match game, a game called Office Olympics. And the best part is you can theme them all according to whatever time of year it is. So there are actually Halloween events happening at this time. So make sure to go check out Fun Team Events. They're wonderful. Use the website www.funteamevents.com slash podcast for 10% off of your event purchase. So make sure to go to the website and check it out and uh, tell them that Macabre Masters sent you. Now, back to the podcast. Did um did you guys find uh did you did you find Samara scary at all? Um see that's another thing that I think um doesn't scare me, but I do believe that it's a thing in Japan. Hair over the eyes, I think, is something that's scarier to them. You know, not being able to say the face. So I think it's just that didn't translate well because I don't think Samara herself scared me. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't. I didn't find her very scary. I think when she was in like the psych ward and they were telling her, "Yeah, you can't go home. You're not gonna. You can't go home till we fix you." Maybe that was a scary situation. Yep. I agree. Um, I usually don't find uh, monsters scary. I usually don't find um, uh, supernatural beings scary. I usually find situations or actual people mm-hmm. scary. So maybe that maybe it. I didn't find her scary. I think that when it showed what actually happened to her, that was sad and scary at the same time to me. Mm-hmm. Was how could a, a real human being do that to their real daughter? Yeah. And how could they really not care? So that scared me more than actual Samara did. Yeah. I would I would agree with everything you said, especially the mm. psych word part. Like that was probably the most creepy part about her. She really didn't. Mm. The one like the one scene that I was like, uh, was when um when the Naomi Watts character was pulling the hair out of her throat. Oh yeah. That was that disgusting. Little, uh, yeah. Oh god. That or not hair. It was. But it was like a node. Yeah. Some sort of that was nasty. Uh, I think it was an electrode, Ugh. like for when somebody yeah. attaches something to you, like a an, an electrode. But the, um, yeah. you know, it's really weird because on Reddit, um, uh, I I looked into it and like one thing is that actually got a lot of people, but did not bother me at all. And it, so, I mean, it, I guess it was bothersome, like from a from a humanitarian or just like kind of a standpoint of somebody who cares about other beings. But beyond that, like movie effects and stuff like that, it didn't bother me. But what got a lot of people is actually the horse. Um, oh. The situation with the horse was like, um, like I saw like just like pages of people talking about how disturbing they found that scene with the horse. Mm. Um, this is a full spoiler thing. So guys, the, there's a horse and it's deathly um, afraid of Naomi because she's cursed by Samara, 
who her curse actually caused the death of a lot of horses um, for reasons she was she was pissed off at the horses because their dad locked her in the barn and you know so they always kept her alive so basically after she died she cursed the fucking horses and killed them oh there's my one um anyway so <laughs> uh so the the horse is deathly afraid of naomi and so it busts out of its enclosure and it runs around and you're like oh what's gonna happen to this horse i hope it's okay i hope it's okay and it jumps off the, the edge of a ferry they're on a ferry going to an island and it, it kind of let its legs catch a catch on the um on the side and it falls off the side of the boat and then the the mm. rotors of the boat uh kill it no you don't see that you just see blood it's implied um mm-hmm. but once again an empathetic thing is that actually the, the horse's owner who's the little girl who earlier in the scene is like my horse she sees it die and so yeah. oh. and so you're like oh man that's so heavy yeah like, how- that would be traumatic to see yeah. like this beast that you've probably raised or got very young just to yeet itself off the back of <laughs> uh yeah it, it did it was really it was it was pretty traumatic for for her i was like man that would really sad if my daughter was like wow my beast that i've raised and ridden for a while is just jumped off and died okay so co- contrary to what you guys are saying i might sound like a giant asshat but like <laughs> you laughed <laughs> but I didn't catch the fact that that was that girl's horse. And so, so when she screamed, I was like, that's a bit of an overreaction. And then like the oh. blood came out, my mom happened to be in the room and we both started laughing because it was like oh so over God. the top. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and, yeah, but okay. So I sound like a, a dick now, but like, no, I, it's all good. It's I did good. not catch that. Uh, that makes yeah. a lot more sense now why she got so no, freaked it's all out. Because I didn't yeah. even see a body or anything. She just screamed. I was like, she's screaming at blood. Um, but I, yeah, that I, would suck. It, that was like when it, like jumped off and killed itself. I was like, Oh God, that's, that's, that sucks. But then it went that step further. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> the, I'll tell you something actually that, um, was a little bit surprising to me in the movie too was, and I don't know, like if I just think the worst in people or whatever, but I will mm-hmm. say that I was actually relieved by a part in the movie. And the reason is because, um, there in a certain part of the movie, it was implied that the father killed her. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. and then, but that actually wasn't true. It was the mother. It actually later showed the full scene. Of, that's what Nick was talking mm-hmm. about. Was the full mm-hmm. scene of the mother doing it. But um, but the girl was haunting him, and he talks about how she was always whispering in his ears, and she just wouldn't leave him alone. And I thought that where they were going with it was that actually he had assaulted her, and yeah. and that like and that she was this the reason she was doing all this stuff was because she was furious about being assaulted and then murdered, which unfortunately in real life, things like that do happen. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. one of the greatest tragedies in, mm-hmm. in, in just ever. And so that's kind of where I thought where they were going with it. And um, when it didn't happen that way, I was actually super relieved and super like, yeah. like okay, they because that's beyond the pale. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Although I do think that, I do think that maybe there's potential that that maybe would have been a better motivation than um, her just kind of being a sadistic little bitch. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, um, I also appreciate that she's sadistic. I mean, that's that's cool. You know, I, I mean, how many times the thing is, too, especially in American horror, how many times do you have like a like like horror like they don't. So I think the thing is in American horror, we always need some kind of like real justification for what happens. Yeah. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? And in the I, case of Samara, there's no real justification. Yes, she got murdered. Yeah. But she doesn't, she doesn't really care. She's, 
she got murdered because even when she was alive, mm. she had some kind of power, which isn't really gone into too much. But mm. she hurt the people around her constantly. And so mm. in death, as in life, she was just a very, um, very rude, mean person. And um, I, I, I got to give him props because, like, you know, you don't expect that. You always expect the the the, the child to be sweet and nice mm-hmm. and cool Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the adults that ruin them and it's the adults mm-hmm. that mess them up. Yeah. But she was just, she just tore up from the floor up. She was the one, yeah. yeah. And, and the, now I will say one thing that like kind of undid the entire movie for me was actually, the reason I asked you earlier if Samara scared you was because mm-hmm. um, you see her in her non, like her non uh, spooky form during the movie when she's doing that yeah. interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they show her at the end in her spooky form, it is so laughably bad. She looks like Linda Blair from the exorcist and (laughs) not even a good version. Um, the thing is, is Samara was, I mean, she was a pretty girl, you know what I mean? Like she's obviously Mm -hmm. a kid and everything, but she was, she was a pretty kid that chances are would have grown into a very pretty adult and Mm -hmm. to take her and just turn her into this ugly misshapen thing that looks nothing like what she looked like because i mean it's not like she grew up and then got killed and then turned into this monster like she was still a kid when she died Uh, i mean it showed the moment she was a kid um Mm. i thought Mm. that was really weird and a really weird decision i think it would have been much more effective if they would have used the base of like her normal face and then and then built upon it from Mm. there um, but it doesn't seem like they did that. Like they almost like seriously, like when I think about her face, I, it, I automatically go back to Linda Blair and the exorcist. Like mm-hmm. that's what she'd look like to me, which yeah. kind of just undid the whole illusion for me. Cause I don't, no matter how long you spend in a well, you're probably not going to look like that if you start yeah. by looking like Samara dead. So I think usually like when they show less, it's usually scarier to me. Yeah. Um, to me, I don't like knowing what the monster looks like. Um, or if they do show it very briefly, um, in more control, that was like a straight up, here she is. <laughs> yeah. Here she is. Have fun. Uh, I have a question. Um, oh, wait, sorry. Are you? No, no, you're good. Uh, is that scene in the, at the end, the very iconic coming out of the TV scene, is that in the Japanese yeah. film? Yes, it okay. is. Uh, I've watched the Japanese once and it's coming back to me. Um, that happens at the very end. Yeah. Uh, it's it's literally almost the exact same movie. Uh, if I remember right, it's just a lot of... Um, There's just a lot more a, Japanese it's, it's set people in, in it. Japan. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that, but I was like, nah. <laughs> oh, uh, never mind. I found out what actually... There's a difference between the Japanese Sadako and the American uh, Samara. There's a big difference, actually. Mm. What's the difference? What's that? Um, Sadako, the main bad girl, uh, was born intersex, which means you are in- individual oh. born with the sex characteristics of both. Mm-hmm. You can even have like both genitalia or different parts of like both at the same time. And so the doctor threw Sadako into a nearby whale before crushing her with rocks. Oh Holy- my God. Oh. I'm looking up the synopsis. Because you know, I didn't. I watched it a long time ago, and I'm like, whoa, that's whoa. Honestly, that kind of like it changes. Yeah, it would give her more of a. I mean, I I see what Pope is saying about like how it's she's just a she's just an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. Yeah. Um, 
but I feel like maybe for a Western audience almost, it would work better to adapt that way because then you kind of have some justification as to why she's like haunting people, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, I think it would have been effective either way, honestly. I think I, I, one of the things that really stood <gasps> oh, out to me gosh. was... Sorry, I just I read something else before that part and it's even worse. Oh, you're good. Um, one of the things that was really effective to me was like the symbolism and I, I don't quite know exactly like how it's all related and I'd like to look into it more but like that image with the like the ring you know when you see the the light shining from the the top like the the top of or from below the well and you kind of yeah. understand where that comes from you're like oh that makes sense now and just all these different images it was very interesting and very like the ladder and all that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me and I this is a little definitely unrelated but it kind of reminded me of like David Lynch almost because he's very into yeah. like imagery and symbolism and um, like very different ways of storytelling and I thought that was interesting um, mm. but I, I definitely want to look into that more to see like what all these images represent because I think that would be I think there is some some meaning to it the um, um you might be interested to know that David Lynch was originally asked to direct it and he turned it down. Yes. Oh, that mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Why'd he turn it down? That's, so, it, that would be very interesting to see a David Lynch ring movie. Mm, that would be interesting. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think I've actually ever seen a David Lynch movie. I'm, I probably have and just not known. Mm. Um, I actually realized I was looking up the plot for the ring book. Mm. So there's, there's actually, so whenever you were, Unfortunately, Pope saying that you should you were relieved that the father did not assault the daughter. Oh, oh boy! Um, in in the original book, the person who was the investigator is um, the original one of the fourteen. So four teens in the book die in Tokyo, and one of them is the uncle. So the uncle is the one who is out searching, and he finds the doctor who I uh, suppose is the one who did some. Uh, who did some procedures with Sadako. Um, so it says Ryuji aggressively pressed Dr. Jiroto uh, for answers. The doctor buckling under pressure explains that he was infatuated with Sadako and raped her in the woods oh. near the hospital, oh. infecting her with small pucks, And then he unknowingly contracted uh, oh. Jotaro was injured during the struggle during which he finds out that Sadako was intersex resulting in the doctor throwing Sadako into a nearby well, oh. crushing her with rocks. So, Oof. I so it kind of puts it into a different context. That's the book. Um, I'm scared to read the book now. That's yeah. pretty. That's I, a little. I heavy. mean, maybe the maybe it was the implicate. I don't know if you guys got that read off of it before it revealed what actually happened. I mean, maybe the implication was maybe he was ashamed. It was yeah, like it was embarrassed. It was meant to be there. I'm not sure if it was or not. That's just what I got off of it. No, um, I kind of agree. I was a little worried that that they were going to go that direction too. The, in the movie, I thought, movie, yeah. yeah, I can see how like they would be like, yeah, the father was the one who did that. Mm. Um, I can see, I can see how we would say that. I mean, it, um, it, he it, he did cause her psychological horror by throwing her up in the loft in the barn. Yeah, that was messed up, dude. Oh, yeah. that made me mad. I was like, he can't just. So, yeah, that's the connection to the horse. Is they would keep her up at night. Um, a lot of the images in the tape are her little small room at the top of that ladder in the in the um, in the in the barn, that loft area. Hmm. 
So this, so they really should do a crossover with Harry Potter because I mean they just you know, <laughs> oh, both of them gosh. got stuffed into places they didn't want to be. He became a wizard. She became a psychopathic ghost girl that comes out of VHS tapes. I, I just I think this is the ultimate crossover. Um, you need a rap battle between them. <laughs> the only problem with it is is that if it was the original version of her, she's intersex. Which means that probably J.K. Rowling would have a problem with her. Um, <laughs> Get him. So, True. <laughs> so, uh, so not exactly, uh, not exactly. Probably holding my breath for that particular crossover. However, <laughs> um, the, I, I mean that that makes sense. I, I don't know, man. Japanese people like they are just so clever, and mm-hmm. they are so freaking clever. And when they choose to do something, they do it right. I mean, their mm. horror is scary. The, like, even when they're like doing something, like, have you guys either read the read the the manga or the book or seen uh, Battle Royale? Mm-mm. No, but I I do want to watch the movie. I think I've seen parts of the movie, uh, but not the whole thing. The movie is okay. Um, I do appreciate mm-hmm. that it wasn't like an American. You know, Americanized version of it because uh, I like this. It, <laughs> yeah, well, the Amer- this this one at least was done tastefully. Um, a lot of American movies, like um, take a Let the Right One In, right? So that's a Swedish book, mm-hmm. and then a Swedish movie as well, which, by the way, was creepy. Um, but we take it and we put freaking Hit Girl in it, and you know, like, and it just becomes this entire like <laughs> sensational thing, and it's like. Um, we, we really do. We take other people's stuff and ruin it most of the time. But, um, I appreciate that when a battle Royale movie was made, it was, it was made Japanese. It was in Japanese. It was with Japanese cast, but battle Mm -hmm. Royale is another example of just masterful storytelling because, um, it's, uh, like the premise is so simple. You put a bunch of kids on an Island and their job is to kill each other and only one can survive, um, and leave what happens after such a simple Mm -hmm. premise but they make you care throughout the, the the thing in the manga and in the book and in the movie, although to a lesser extent, um, a lot of the stuff they pull off in the manga is really hard to pull off on film. But yeah. the um, a Jap- I don't know, man. Japanese people just do it really, really, really well. And um, I think that the ring is a reflection of that. It's a reflection of like kind of this excellence. Now, I will say that I heard on Reddit that the closet girl scene in the Japanese one was actually like 20 times scarier than it was in the American version, but I will never watch it. So uh, I'm curious, Nick, as somebody who's seen it, if you can corroborate this or if maybe it's uh, maybe they're just exaggerating for upvotes. I'm having to I'm looking it up again just to see what the image is. Uh, oh, no, that's the that's <laughs> that's the American one. She's so happy. Um, she does look um well what it is is they accentuate uh sadako's eyes i'm looking at the image now all you see is half of her all blacked out people in iris um and it's just a gigantic zoom up of her eyeball um Hmm. it it is a lot scarier um it is a lot cheesier as well because it is 1998 (laughs) when the first when the japanese one comes out um so I am trying to see. It's not the scariest thing that came out that year, though. That was Godzilla. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. I actually love that movie. I'm joking. I loved Godzilla in 1998. Loved it. Oh, 
Zilla or actual? It was it was Zilla. Oh, Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. I love Elvis. He's the king. It's such a good movie. I don't care what nobody says, and I love the new Godzilla movies too. But I don't care what nobody says. That movie's a classic. Um, did you guys know that um, there was later a Japanese Godzilla movie? It was like Godzilla versus like everybody or something. They actually killed hmm. Zilla in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember watching something about it. That I was like, man, that's mean. But once again, Japanese people do Godzilla 20 million times better. I mean, look at Shin Godzilla. Shin Go- yeah, I wanted to watch that after watching the 2014 one with Aaron Taylor Johnson with a kick-ass running around. Yeah, the dude. Oh, he was kick-ass, wasn't he? Yeah. I did not catch that and, when I watched uh, it, but he was kick-ass. And what you call it? What's his name? And uh, Breaking Bad Guy. Uh, Quicksilver. Brian yeah. Cranston, yeah. Oh, Cranston, but yeah. The, uh, I did not, I literally, the Marine, I did not catch. He's so familiar looking and I had no idea why, but yeah, that's kick-ass. Wow. Crazy. Isn't the, that's but, your ranker for isn't the girl from Stranger <laughs> Things in there as well? Uh, uh, she's in the new one. Yeah. Oh, no, no. In Godzilla 2014, she wasn't in it. But then in the next one, um, King of the Monsters, she was. And then also in uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, Millie Bobby Brown. I'm not – I don't keep up much on those, but I have seen some scenes from them. They look very effects-heavy, which is very interesting. Dude, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I Like me, like – so you know how like I talk about – like I'm telling you about anchors and how like ways that I like kind of keep myself – like give myself distance between the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm watching something like Godzilla, I don't. Um, I want to be fully immersed. And so mm-hmm. me and Tatiana watched it together on HBO Max, Godzilla versus Kong. And dude, there's a part where where Kong, like they've been kind of dancing around each other for a while. And Kong gets up and he like freaking walks up to Godzilla and straight up just right hooks him in the face. Like Mike Tyson <laughs> style, just boom, straight. He just ices his jaw and me nice. and Tatiana were like, oh, like it was like it was like the co- <laughs> like it was like watching seriously like a prize fight. Like it was like the coolest thing ever, you know. Um, mm. It's definitely those movies are definitely worth watching, except Godzilla 2014, which was garbage in my <laughs> opinion. But to but the other two, yeah. those are those are really good. Mm. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Nick. No, it's so, all good. No, it's fine. I forget what we were talking about. We were talking about <laughs> apparently an eye. Um, oh, it was yeah. It was just a scary prolonged shot of an eye. Um, yeah. Well, don't forget that sometimes the <laughs> horror isn't in the horror itself. The horror is actually in the implication. Mm, and oh, yeah. so I think I think that that's what it is. They never really show. If I remember right, and I just looked at a bunch of pictures. I don't think they actually really show the full Sadako face. Um, like they do in the 2003 American remake, um, where they show the full everything. I, and she's not even like glitchified. It's just like a regular girl coming out of the TV. And I think that's even scarier. Cause like we're talking about, um, how supernatural things don't really scare me, but it, it's a real girl coming out of a real TV hmm. to come kill a real guy. Um, she's not glitchified. Doesn't glitch across the screen. She like actually crawls out. And I think that's a little more scarier to me. I I I don't know. That was that is creepy imagery. But I actually, it is uh, yeah. In preparation for this, I also read the description of Ring Two on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. just so yeah. like if we talked about <laughs> it, I would have some kind of idea what you're talking about. And I will say yeah. there is one scene that sounds scary from that movie. That I, I mean, I haven't seen it, but um, that is, I guess, there's a part where 
uh, Rachel somehow finds herself back in that well. Even though the yeah. body shouldn't be there. She got a proper burial. But anyway, she finds herself in the well. And then I guess the uh, I guess Samara like follows her up the well and like her body's all contorted and screwed up. Mm. I'm yeah. like I'm mm. like, man, come on. Why we gotta do the contorted, <laughs> screwed up body stuff, man? Like that's just that's just freaking that's freaky deaky. I can't I can't I can't deal with that stuff. You know what I mean? Like the grudge, you know, yeah. is another yeah. example. Like no, no, I've never seen the grudge, but you know, I, I it's it's a meme at this point. You know, it's ubiquitous. So yeah, that's that sound. Um, yeah. I have the American remake, and I'm scared to watch it just because I hear it's not going to be that good. But <laughs> the real horror is in how terrible it is. <laughs> <laughs> the real horror is American American Hollywood coming to to swoop in and make coming big to bucks colonize off your it. movie <laughs> gentrification. I, I, I do, I do feel like America, for the most part, takes really great stuff and just ruins it. Um, oh yeah, I, I like whenever they come up with their original stuff, like Get Out and um, uh, Hell yeah. What else is pretty good from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street's American? That's good. Uh, the first Halloween, uh, we just need to stick to our own stuff yeah. <laughs> instead of stealing others. Yeah, I, 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 have... I mean, I. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. But... <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I, I'm definitely not trying to argue that America doesn't ever make good movies. I mean, guys, oh, we sure. made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, Teenage Mutant. Like, guys, we, we made, made that we made movie. The B movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we oh. made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> then we made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Then we remade Ninja Turtles. Then we re-remade Ninja Turtles. All right. And okay. The Ninja well, Turtles got I'm off. talking about the original movie. I'm talking about. Uh, damn. Okay. Like I'm talking about the '80s movies. It was '90s with Casey. Oh, '90s with uh, Casey. What's his name? Casey Jones. Casey Jones. You class. I've only seen. I've only seen one and two. The, a long, 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 long. Don't time don't ago. ever watch three. Stay innocent, my child. Don't <laughs> ever do it. Same thing with Jurassic Park. Don't ever watch three. Just st- everybody out there in Lorecast Land. In mm. fact, if it's a movie mm. trilogy, don't ever watch the third one. Okay, Alien Three. Don't Ooh, watch it. Star Jurassic Wars. Park Three. Don't watch it. Star Wars Three. Decent, but probably I mean, still shouldn't I mean, watch Return it. of the Jedi. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Return well, of the that's Jedi actually what I, that's what I was talking about too. Is Return of the Jedi? It's a good oh, movie. okay, okay. Yeah, I wasn't talking about the the <laughs> prequel trilogy that people keep telling me exists, but I refuse yeah. to acknowledge. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I guess maybe I saw him at one point, but look, sometimes like when you have trauma that bad, you just gotta just you gotta hide it in somewhere in the back of your mind and forget that it ever happened. And every time somebody brings it up, the only thing I can really say is no, you know, I, <laughs> I don't, oh I don't know, God. man. It's the curse of the third movie and we're getting ready to get the third Jurassic world movie. And I'm, Ooh. I'm terrified. I am terrified. Yeah. I only watched uh, the first one of those and I was like, Hey, it was all right. <laughs> I've seen the first two Jurassic parks, never watched anything past that. Oh, dude, watch Jurassic world and then skip Jurassic world two, which was an abomination. <laughs> Fallen, fallen Kingdom? Fallen freaking Kingdom. It should have been yeah, Fallen Expectations. It's freaking <laughs> terrible. Um, and this fallen is coming from a guy. Score. Uh, yeah, seriously. Like, I have a Jurassic Park tattoo. I'm wearing a Jurassic Park hat right now. I am obsessed. Yeah. I have my mm-hmm. whole shelf behind me in my home office is Da-da-da. Jurassic Park toys. Ranging from the first one all the way to the newest one. Like, I am obsessed. And that movie made me want to find... The guy who directed it and punch him the way Kong punched Godzilla. 
Like it's just just <laughs> just one just really good right hook to the face. Like just like just uh, go, oh. anyway, it makes me mad. Anyway, uh point being and also the ring. I apparently the second one was bad and the third mm. one apparently she was like bringing down helicopters and stuff what like the hell? I don't even I didn't watch rings. That's what I hear. That is, that she was she was like tapping into technology and bringing down helicopters oh, and stuff. You know you want to know a little secret? What's the the ring two was actually the third ring because they made a short film in between the first and the second one. Ooh. That makes it number three. <laughs> Ooh. Um, um Do you guys have any questions okay. about like the movie? Because I definitely I have like one question that mm-hmm. like I tried to look it up and find an answer, but I really couldn't. And that question is, if she was free from the curse uh, mm-hmm. by copying it and showing it to somebody else, then, like, why was she still, like, seeing visions and, like, dealing with, like, the like the physical effects, like the bloody nose and all that? Why was that still going on? Did it, like, did she still have to wait seven days in order for that to disappear? Because, like, I feel like if she already defeated, like, if she already beat the curse, she shouldn't be having to deal with that. But I couldn't find an answer. Do you to, guys have a, to, any idea on why that would be the case? To quote a great man on YouTube, unclear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't think they ever satisfactorily answer that question, my man. Um, yeah, that was the question that Sarah had. She's like, why Why did they ha- – why was – she didn't want to be helped, but why did the making the copy – but why was she, like why does she never sleep? She that's the thing they keep saying. Like Aiden keeps going. She never sleeps. Why does that she matter? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's that's a good point. Like they never did anything with it. Like you know, like maybe you know they find her instead of coming out of the TV all creepy. Like they find her in a room and she's in the middle of it on a chair and she's hanging out. She's got all those EKG things all over her, right? And she's right there and her head's all nodded off and she looks like she's sleeping. <laughs> and, then, and then Rachel who apparently got a mom complex in the middle of the movie, uh, finally. Um, she sees her and she's like, aw, she looks so peaceful. And then she's like, I never sleep! And she wakes up and then she starts killing people. You know, pulls out her like samurai sword and just starts chopping horses' heads off and stuff. That would have been cool. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. That probably would have been stupid. But it would have at least explained why they kept using that line. Um, yeah, I f- they brought up a lot of ideas and then just like never paid it off, which can be interesting sometimes because it leaves some mystery but other times it's just like frustrating because you're just left wondering why the hell did this happen doesn't make any sense she never sleeps she's always keeping a silent vigil and then so the the thing that really undoes the horror for me as well is thinking about certain logistics so think about it for a second okay you get the tape you have the vhs tape right now and you have a vcr Mm -hmm. I, i mean come on and you you have it and you put it in how does A, Samara know that it was watched? B, how does she know your phone number? C, how does she know how to use an answering machine in order to leave a thing? Because she left a, she left a message on there, okay, ostensibly, it's heavily implied, right? Mm-hmm. How does she, like, is Samara just sitting up in her barn? She's not sleeping. So, I mean, she knows when you're sleeping. She knows when you're awake. And right. she uh, knows when you've watched the movie. So she's she's waiting there. She's got her phone next to her. And she somehow knows. And she, then she calls you. But I mean, you know, does she have a phone plan? Does she call collect? Like, it's uh, like she got I'm a th- honestly, big old phone book. With just, yeah, like, everyone in the area. She's like Rachel, Rachel. Uh, you know, maybe Aiden's she keeps in calling here. the Rachels, and she's like, "You will die yeah. in seven days." Like, why? And like, ah, never mind. I'm sorry. I'll, sorry, wrong, wrong person, wrong number. <laughs> wrong number. I'm sorry. Uh, it was. I mean, it was 2002. So maybe like, what if Rachel didn't 
switch to regular again. She's still up on dial-up. Like, <laughs> like, like, Aiden, we're trying to get a call. Aiden, trying to get a call off the, off the computer, baby. Sweetie. Like, oh, oh, you interrupted my, my World of Warcraft session. I don't know how old that is. <laughs> you, you interrupted my... I'm uh, trying to play StarCraft. You logged, me, you logged me out of Battle.net. Jeez. I'm just trying to play Club Penguin, Mom. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing. Um yeah, I mean logistically there's a lot about it that doesn't make sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so can she tap into like the electricity and like kind of like she doesn't have to in that. And then like the thing so there's a real big problem with actually the common kind of omniscient villain that Samara is. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because mm-hmm. you have to be able to see everything and know everything to know that somebody actually watch the tape for example in the second movie um from the description on wikipedia it says that a guy tries to get his girlfriend to watch the tape which is by the way a really rude thing to do but he tries to get her to watch it but it's actually revealed that she closed her eyes during the tape so the curse didn't apply to her but Mm -hmm. how would samara know that you know, like she's how close she's always watching. I, I mean, that's I mean, that's the creepy thing. You know what I mean? Like I'm sitting there, like you know, like uh, like I'm taking a shower, and Samara's like, "You have seven days." Like, hey, get 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 out of here! You know what I mean? Like she takes she takes over your Spotify, listen to a podcast. <laughs> I do, I do, I listen seven to Audible days. in the in the in the shower. <laughs> I feel like it would just be a very like this movie does not work in the 21st century, or like in the in the day of the smartphone. You know, it no, only no, no. works because it came out in 2002 and because, you know, VHS and VCRs were everywhere, you know, like it wouldn't work. It wouldn't even work like six years later when DVDs were a thing, you know, I don't know. Hmm. Well, actually, it might work it, it probably would work at DVDs, but I don't know. It just it really like a lot of the charm kind of comes with when it came out, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. And and so it came out right at the tail end of VHSs. Uh, VHSs were getting ready yeah. to be phased out and DVDs were getting ready to come in. Um, but now I'm just like picturing it with cell phones, like the part where she's in the well. You know what I mean? Dude's like, I'm going to go find something. She's like, no, 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 no. I got my flashlight. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She pulls it out. You know, her phone's not messed up because it's IP68 rated, you know? And so she freaking, oh, yeah. the waterproof. You know, and she pulls it out. She's like, oh, there's a dead body in here. That's kind of unfortunate. Hey, let's get out of here. This is stupid. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right, Nick. Um, I think that we've had a very thorough talk about the adventures I of Samara so. and Harry Potter. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like we got the lore out of the way pretty quickly. It's a pretty easy um, setup and the lore is pretty shallow um, and they don't delve too much into it. Um and we didn't really talk about the Japanese one because it's almost the exact same thing. Because um, it's it's almost like a Wonder One Direction, but it's lo- uh, localized for America. Not translated, but localized. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it did a pretty good job of setting up the world. Um, and I never watched the rest of it. I may want to eventually go into the 2019 Sadako that came out in Japan. Sadako <laughs> 3D, Sadako 3D2. Ooh. Um, so I may even read the book at some point. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Um, but I think we did a pretty good rough estimate of the lore. And we did a good, you know, we hit the beats of the plot point. We didn't even talk about the video, but watch it. Uh, I'll do a YouTube exclusive version where I sprinkle in whatever we're talking about throughout. Um, and so it will be like a nice little crossover between what we do here and what I'm going to start doing there. Um, 
it's really it's going to be good and i think that i think we did a pretty good job today oh yeah all right um so yeah i think it might be about time to to wrap this up my friends yeah Mm -hmm. popa noah do you have anything you want to shout out before we get out of here i'll let noah go first i've been talking this whole time uh (laughs) not really i mean just be nice to everybody that's all i got and that's fantastic (laughs) Be don't don't go killing other. people after they watch a video and call them and tell them they're going to die in seven days. That's just not cool. That's that's my that's my uh, advice for the week. That is a serious faux mm-hmm. pas on the on the on part of Samara. Like seriously, girl, like get some manners. No reason. No no wonder your parents abandoned you. She anyway, doesn't even say uh, hello when she answer, when she calls the phone. I know, right? She doesn't introduce like, herself. Like, is, she is this she's, a telemarketer she, again? She's trying to, she's like, she would be more effective if she tried to call about her, the, your car's extended warranty. <laughs> you will die in seven days unless you extend the warranty on your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> that All movie right. will never again be scary. I will think about this stuff and laugh the rest, every time I see it for the rest of my life. So thank you guys. Cause I was creeped out last night. Um, as far as my shout outs go, I actually, um, I have one shout out, um, and that shout out is for my lovely wife who is patiently waiting right now. Um, it's her birthday. She's turning 27 and, um, or she turned 27 today and, uh, she's been patiently waiting for me to finish this podcast for us to go get her birthday dinner. So, um, you know, obviously I love my wife very much. She watched the movie with me and held my hand and made sure that I didn't get too creeped out. Mm. <laughs> um and you know kisses my boo-boos and all the other good stuff <laughs> um so shout out to my wife all right that sounds good uh i'll do a little plug um i just bought your t-shirts and they finally came in they are fantastic if you ever want to get uh a, a peep at uh pope's art go to beautymilk.com that's where i got my t-shirts from they're uh, absolutely fantastic um thank you so much for listening to this episode of uh lorecast today we talked about the ring and like I said, throughout the video, I'm going to be doing a YouTube exclusive. So make sure to check out the YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash a bunch of numbers. I'll put it in the in the thing. Uh, my name has been Original Nick, and I was joined by Noah and Pope. And we will see you all in the next episode of Lorecast. Right. Bye, everyone. Later. You will die. Unless you subscribe to Lorecast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. <laughs>